this is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Anatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. She has psionic powers. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I don't know what this assisting means. What do you, what do you have to say for yourself there? Uh, what do I call you? Mr. Death? Death? Boss? Not yet. I'm Kevin. You will see this old man who looks similar to what Mithrin used to look like, but about 15 years older. And you will see that his entire hand is just basically one giant fan brace, all just armored to, like, the nth degree. But he looks you right in the eye and he says, Well met. I'm Florian. First, let me introduce myself. I'm Carl. And I'm Tinsian, a despotic DM of Death Before Dishonor, dastardly dashing ahead with all sorts of freeform creative ideas on the fly. <laughs> to D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Florian. And I'm Tinzian, who still remembers what the hell we did three months ago. Uh, yes. Yeah, right. We'll right. See, see about that. Today is Friday, September 16th, and this is episode 188 in a not-at-all-weekly, semi-biannual quarter one series involving a group of friends playing Dungeons & Dragons, hosted by the Grey Area Podcast. So, as Tinzian said, uh, we don't remember where we were last time, because it's been forever, really. So, Dungeon Master, catch us up on where we are. Here we go. Well, first, first I need to um, settle some administrative business. Uh, Florian... There have been a number of expense reports uh, submitted by you to uh, Death the Foreigner, Death the Foreigner Dishonor. Death the Foreigner. <laughs> he is the foreigner in the department, Death so the you know. Dishonor. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be, you know, it could be financial dishonor, but um, a couple uh, expense reports have been submitted while we haven't been recording for uh, push carts and building materials and some other stuff. So, um, if we're not recording. Those aren't getting paid, and if we are recording, those aren't getting paid because yeah, way, really. nobody's donating to the podcast. Yeah. So oh. even if they did, probably wouldn't get paid. All right. <laughs> so just being honest, Genesee, roll for initiative versus the pumpkin spice monster. Oh, seven. Not so good. Proof that pumpkin spice does rule the white girls. What? I in the last episode, Florian was injured, poisoned, something, but is gurgling on the bottom of uh, the flying platform. Cesar is ignoring the fact that Florian is gurgling, or Carl is gurgling on the bottom of the flying platform. And... Zanatari is wondering why she bothered to land the flying platform with the ignoring Cesar and the gurgling Carl back in the town of Undead. Well, it's not really the town of Undead. It's Undead with a smashed, shattered, and mostly missing town, but something about a conscience and somebody wanted to meet up or something. So, um, hmm, town of Undead. So, just a further recap, because it has been longer than the last time that uh, George R. R. Martin released a book. <laughs> oh, that's a long Ouch. time. <clears throat> yeah. As long as we don't go over that length, we still got some credibility left, I think. All right. Um, this town, called Ghost Lights, was attacked by something gigantic, Colossus. A combination of the two, some big word that we haven't quite figured out yet. Deal with it. Um, the undead were chased out of town. The living were chased out of town. The living who have deals and job partnerships with the undead was chased out of town. And that all culminates with them flying back into town once again. Sanitari piloting. Carl gurgling. Cesar ignoring. I believe the last time it was Carl who went first, but since Carl is having a bit of a time... And I'm going to put him, put her on the spot, but I'm not, because I'm smart like that. Uh-huh. Cesar, what shall you choose to ignore first? It's tricky. Aside from me. Damn it, that was my first thought. <laughs> I love it. Um, so we landed. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And there's some gurgling that I'm ignoring. Yes. Um, Com- comfy foot mat, though, if you... Uh, toes got chilly while speeding over the trees. and Well, they probably did. Yeah. I'm getting older. My extremities, there's not as much circulation. Uh, I need to, you know, keep those boot warmers in pretty much all the time or else I could lose a toe. The rug um, is dressed uh, wonderfully, though, in a uh, smoking jacket and wonderful ooh. pants. <laughs> Maybe the gurgling will eventually catch his attention and he'll um, turn his gaze towards that sound. Mm. Again, because I believe in the last time you smashed a healing globe over his head and didn't want to get the mess. You just kind of mashed it all over the the hair and stuff. Got it. Um, I figured you were off to better and better things after having unignored for a moment. How have I not remembered that? Um, Because you're not the DM. Um... All right, but we're we're stopped though, right? Yes, in okay. one piece actually. Got it. All right. Um, I think that Cesar will make his way off of the spinning platform, and uh, he still has his directive to try to figure out what's going on here from his employer. So he'll first just try to see what immediately is around that can inform him in that direction, and then maybe even see if there's a direction that he can get everybody to to try to go towards or something. Okay. It looks like uh, more parts of the town have been shoveled into that quarry, uh, including the rest of the castle that had the stacks of coffins in them. And um, for the most part, what you can tell by the rubble that is around the remaining buildings, not much was in either the upper floors or the main floors of the building. Most of the activity and unlife of the village was in the basement or deeper levels. So, depending on tricks of the light and whatever else and that sense and bit like that, you can see some eyes or something poking out from, looking out from underneath um, rubble that's stacked on top of basements or see people kind of digging things out. Are we in the midst of all this, or is this, like, in the distance? You're kind of in the edge of town, I think, is where you landed. Or the edge of now three hamlets that maybe if you put them together might form a house. Okay. Things got scooped pretty pretty bad. You can see finger tracks that just... or what look like finger tracks that are just massive. Okay. Um... Oh, and there's still the tornadoes going. Right, of course. Um, if 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 it's close enough for him to to go over to without seeming like he's just completely wandering off on his own, he'll maybe go over towards one of those structures to see if there's anybody to speak to. Okay. Xanatari. Uh, First, 300 points for figuring out how not to kill everyone with a dramatic exit in piloting skills. When piloting hasn't yet been invented, for the most part. Okay. So, good job. Uh, what would you like to do? Because there's still the tornadoes going on, still bits of the storm here and there raging around, um, and, oh yeah, lots of undead. I kind of have a vague recollection that there were some people in the forest fleeing, whether they're invisible or not, Fleeing the beast as well as the hurricane. Did we ever pick any of them up, or were we just kind of trying to get out of the way? I think one of them is smeared underneath the thing, and there's a hand possibly still grabbing, just a hand, uh, still grabbing Carl's, one of Carl's ankles. Oh, that's sad. Um, No, the rest you didn't manage to pick up, but uh, they could probably still be out in the woods or heading back or... Going off to find somewhere else because undead. Yeah. But you did get to have the first ever undead, not dead, run for your life from death, even though they've already been through it one time, but you haven't um, a thon. Uh, the zombie run that I've always dreamed of. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I, I kind of remember being concerned about Carl. And Cesar has thrown his healing potion on it, so I want to, I want to take a better look at 
at Carl and see if I need to use any kind of minor healing or you know what state he's in. So I'm going to lean down and kind of visually examine him and just kind of take his head uh, between my hands, look into his eyes to see if they're focusing properly and just say, Carl, how are you feeling? Well, Carl has on a, a lovely outfit and it's, it's kind of hard to actually not just pay attention to the outfit. I've admired his pants earlier, but you know, I'm really just concerned about his well-being right now. Well, it should be more the well-being of the outfit because, you know, it's a special outfit and just it looks so damn good. Carl, even with I all even thing for you. Even with all even with all the crap in his hair that you're kind of like, you know, schmudzing through. Mm. Um Okay, uh is there any chance that perhaps Caesar has mis chosen his potion uh, that has been dumped on Carl's head and perhaps it's some kind of other potion besides a healing potion? I don't want to figure that out. roll for... I don't know if I have an alchemy skill of any sort, but, you know, observation, pers- uh, you know, looking Nature? for... Maybe even yeah. heal? Well, I could just heal him, but I'm interested in... Well, you can make a heal check to see, like... How it's affecting his health, maybe. I'm a little bit more concerned about how it's affecting my health. Uh, well, it's you know it's <laughs> going to be sticky perception. fingers for a bit. I'm going to roll perception. Okay. So, do you want a, a skill check, or can I just roll it? Sure, go ahead, roll it. Twelve. Okay. Um, the outfit is undamaged. Carl, Carl, Carl's hair may look have invented a fashion statement because the rapidly drying, purplish, odd-looking chemical mm-hmm. that's in his hair um, is actually kind of spiking it in ways that a half-orc should not have their hair spiked. But it could be a fashion rage in you know another forgotten realm. Okay. But yeah, um, he's he's not looking so good, and he hasn't kind of chirped up yet. Not good. Okay. Um, slightly pushing Cesar to the side, Xanatar is going to lean down very close to Carl and uh, use a minor healing surge, just uh, minor action. At the same time, she's going to start lightly running her fingers through the spikes of his hair, as though she can't quite resist. Do you steal anything, by the way? I, my thievery is awful. And that would be wrong. That would just be wrong. Um, what would you like to do since you're kind of rapidly not doing so well? Uh, so I'm still pretty much out cold. Makes <laughs> <laughs> it sound so much worse, Carl. <laughs> you're yeah yeah you're rapidly heading towards unconsciousness, but you know if if this is the last thing you have to see you can at least look at your outfit and know that you <laughs> are going unconscious looking great. Okay. Uh, Carl's gonna weakly run his uh, fingers through his hair as well. Look at a gel or a healing goo or whatever it is. <laughs> and mumble, now my hair feels all fizzy and funny. <laughs> <laughs> I want Carl to be attracted to himself. That, that sounds like a very Caesarish thing. Mm. Maybe it's contagious. Where did Caesar go? I don't know, but he squirreled and suddenly darted off, so... Maybe his local DM has uh, uh-huh. caused him to him. perform a skills check. <laughs> yes. Um, Carl looks like he's actually based on... I'll give you for the, the benefit of a heal check... Uh, um, looks like he's been either poisoned or hit his head really badly. Okay. And it's somehow throwing some... So a healing surge wouldn't... Because he, he can spend one healing surge if he wants. I mean, that's the minor action he can take. I'm, I'm going to say that's going to help stabilize him, but there's going to have to be some creativity, perhaps. Gotcha. I have a cleanse. I'll save that for later. Okay. Okay, Carl. 
Carl groans and looks we uh, looks at Santari and says, "I'm uh, sorry for not being very helpful at the moment. I, I believe I must have swallowed a bug or something that <laughs> <laughs> wasn't too pleasant. <laughs> I hope you're all okay." Centaur's <laughs> <laughs> gonna take Bert. Um, well, I think it's probably been put away in her knapsack. If I can remember that long ago. Um, he was kind of shining towards the beast. I don't know what happened to him afterwards. But uh, I want Bert here so I can at least kind of see in the dark and kind of shine it, shine him over Carl and kind of scan him to see if there's any, like, actual wounds or if it's all just, like, a head wound. Um, so kind of looking at the same time as, uh, you know, Cesar seems to be preoccupied, so... Um, yeah, it looks like uh, Carl has a small gash, but a pretty heady, no pun intended, um, honestly, on that one, collision, um, concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also, it looks like, in the cut, there appears that some of the chemical may have gotten into that and could be rapidly causing an issue. For those, and this is the typical announcement, for those who have uh, video and are now watching. Uh, Freddy, our co-GM, has shown himself finally. And uh, for those of you who are listening to this audio later, you won't hear anything, but the rest of you may hear some serious purring. He's so good. Uh, it's been months since he's been held in a chair. Yeah, so it, it, it kind of looks like he took a very nasty spill, and then he's just getting some stuff into an infection. So it, it's curable, but um, it's just looks kind of nasty. Okay. So, do you wish to do anything further for Florian? Sorry, for Carl, to help out uh, his cause, or do you wish to focus to the tornadoes that are still around? Well, being kind of greedy with my actions, uh, Zentri would like to wait for Cesar to perhaps do some kind of mechanical, you know, uh, technological heal of, uh, of Carl, because he doesn't seem to be dying currently, and I'm a little bit more concerned about the fact that he might get hit by a tornado. So, against all protocol, I'm going to gently pick him up and place him on the back of um, Winter, who I've been kind of holding on to so he didn't fall out of the airship as we landed, mm-hmm. uh, and try to kind of creep off of the airship and look around for cover so we can move. Okay. Uh, Winter, by the way, is very put off by both the forest and the town. Um, not exactly growling, but the hack- the hackles are up. Mm-hmm. And Bert, as you're using Bert to uh, examine Carl, mm-hmm. does grow dim for a moment, and maybe everyone should roll a perception check. It's the pants, isn't it? Bert got interested in the fashion choices of Carl. 25. Uh, That's a modified uh, 26. (laughs) Okay. Cesar, I guess, is not back as yet. He's not paying um, attention anyway. He can't have any. Out of the corner of your eye, both of you might see something in the forest go into a pile of ash. Like but Bert you can't just, just tell if it's something. You can't really tell if it's a trick of the light, the wind, spontaneous combustion. Hmm. But it did get conveniently dim at the time. Okay. Well mm-hmm. then. Since we noticed, Sanitar will be just a little more careful of unknown dangers in the forest, but we still need to move. Okay. By the way, uh, Bert is starting to um, hum slash buzz, very kind of low level. Okay. And is starting to orbit towards the uh, village. Okay. Huh. Well, I guess... Uh... Zentar is going to kind of lead Winter and Carl on Winter towards the village then. Okay. 
Alrighty, this would be a little bit better if Cesar was here. Pretty sure he'll follow. Okay. Um, picking through various bits of remaining lumber and stuff, the... Well, there goes my camera again. Oh, well. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> this laptop just has such fun, fun times. Never goes well technologically. What is up nope. with that? No. There are a bunch of albinos. And by a bunch, I mean maybe eight. Mm -hmm. Picking through various pieces of uh, debris. Pulling some people out from cellars. Uh, one is even carrying around what could best be described as a tarp and trying to array it over one of the smaller cellar pits don't even think about trying to <coughs> that kind of albino the chains are far mm, too thick that albino not quite but I like that I like that a lot um, 100 for culture ah. 100 experience so there you go okay um but it looks like they are trying to secure some degree of cover because while it is dark now, eventually there will be light. And this village may be a little kind of awkward for not having hidey holes. Do you want to help anyone, or do you just want to barge through? Do you parade float? I'm practically carrying Carl, even though winter is technically... No! I'm not helpful. I'm going to get Carl into some place where there's not tornadoes. Okay. Um, you could probably get rid of the tornado. It's kind of your deal. Fine. Well, did you want to? Did you want to run really it? Really, my thing. Not necessarily tornadoes, but okay. My my deity has driven back the monster into some sort of cave, which seemed to me that the monster was generating the tornadoes, or the deity is generating the tornadoes. I'm going to bring out my holy symbol, and. Pray over it, trying to, for the first time ever in my life, clear a storm rather than create one. You ask nicely, or do you be forceful about it? No, and I'm going to ask nicely. Be belligerent. Okay. Um, there seems... Uh, miscommunication isn't the right sort of phrase, but there's a moment where what you are trying to do with the storm doesn't seem to make sense with the feedback that you're getting from the storm. It's not fighting against you, but um, it doesn't quite understand that you want it to fall on its own sword, so to speak. <laughs> Eventually, though, you are able to compromise, and um, the tornadoes become less, but they start uh, essentially going down into the quarry. And destroying stuff down there. Oh. Okay. Well, that's, I guess, better than being here. <laughs> hmm? So. So with a slightly more increased hum from Bert, mm -hmm. you can quickly walk through in, you know, two minutes for what is remaining of the town. And that's giving you a good uh, minute and a half on either side to go, wow, I've gotten really far out of town. I'm going to call back to Carl because he's got to be conscious, conscious to hang on to winter. You doing okay back there, buddy? Uh, well, for a given amount of okay, yes. If you'd like me to hit something, please tell uh, Miss Winter to just walk over there so I can reach it. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to continue on. I'm looking for a building that looks stable and somewhat unoccupied. Okay, you find kind of a medium-sized lean-to barn. Okay. We know Lack of a letter term. And kind of pay attention to what's around. Do I hear any noises? Do, you know, what's going on with this? My funeral perception. There's a couple of chickens. There's a couple of uh, um, sheep, and there's a cow or two. 
but for the most part, it does not seem to be otherwise occupied. There have been a couple of the albino helpers pulling stuff out of a side room attached to the barn. But otherwise, nobody seems to be in the barn itself. Okay, I'm going to take him inside and try my best to take him off winter without dropping him onto the ground and exacerbating his injury. But I'm probably going to kind of actually drop him a little bit on his side. Okay. Um, are you aiming for the non-concoost side, or are you I'm going for, for not his head? If he lands on his shoulder, that's okay, but not his head. Okay. Carl? Uh, oh, thank you for carrying me here. Uh, now I can take a sleep while you and Mr. Cesar rescue everybody. Xenatari <laughs> um, is still surprisingly fascinated by Carl's pants. We'll just nod slowly. Because the, the jacket is also really... Fine. Really also the brocade on his jacket, a smoking jacket as it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. Caesar, Are you here? Hmm. <sighs> <sighs> so do we just want to say that we have recorded at least uh, 27 minutes and... Ooh. 27 minutes is a record. Mm, it's actually not our shortest one that we've done. Okay, well, I think Carl's going to pass out, so I'm not sure if you want me to just keep on uh, doing things, because yeah, I can do that, or we can wait and maybe Cesar will return. You, you can you can keep on doing things if you, if you want. Um, generally reminding you that um, having someone with a concussion fall asleep isn't exactly... Oh, I know. I'm aware of that fact. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, if you want to keep doing things, and go ahead. If we want to hear the <laughs> dreaming thoughts of Carl, <laughs> the musings then... of Carl in his dreamland. I'm actually kind of. That's kind of half the reason that I let him fall asleep. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of wondering, as a monk, does he count sheep jumping a fence, or does he count himself jumping a fence? <laughs> uh... And how big is the fence? I think uh, he'd count himself jumping sheep. Ah, that's better. Giant sheep, monster sheep, just regular sheep? No, regular sheep. Okay. Not bad. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm just waiting to see Carl's box appear, because that box has not shown <laughs> up in several episodes, and it's supposed to have been following us this entire time. Mm-hmm. Just wondering. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the hum is getting louder from Bert. Okay. Last time Bert did this, he obliterated a city. So uh, I'm going to try to do a, like... I'm going to use my mind link with Bert and try to see what is going on with him and why he's doing that. So I'm going to try to get an impression from Bert. Uh, that's just sort of an inherent ability of Zenitari, so I won't think I have to roll for that. Um, Bert's just kind of screaming about the fact that it's undead and danger and danger and danger and he can do something about it and he's going to save everyone from the danger and why the hell are we walking through the danger without killing anyone that's blah 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 blah. Um, he's a bit prejudiced to the, the undead. The apparently new way of... So we're just equating the albinos to undead, that's what we just assume. That's the correlation there. Well, you haven't quite looked there, but apparently Bert seems to think that something is going on here. And um, Cesar was kind of acting a little bit weird before in the inn. Mm -hmm. So just, I don't know, Bert just seems to be quite on edge and is going to do something about it. He's just kind of being polite and letting you guys take the first swings, even though he's not exactly backing up with a thesis and citation to explain his mood. Got you. Okay. No, 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 nobody's, nobody aside from the ones that were chasing you through the woods that 
Not sure if they were chasing you or just trying to escape. But there was a lot of stuff going on in the woods. Yeah. Nobody's, I mean, like, attacked you like yet. They were just running from the monster. Because remember, they were hospitable to us in the inn. You know, with the towels and the washing. Yeah, they were. So. They fed you. And you haven't, like, died of anything right. yet. So, Xenotar hmm? is not inclined to, to kill them. I'm going to try to lure Bert inside my pack so he stops the genocide. Okay. <gasps> he returns! Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I brought Carl to a barn with Winter, and Carl's poisoned, but Xenotari is, is greedy uh, with her turn to heal him, so I'm kind of leaving him to your care. Is greedy with her turn? What? In other words, I don't have my sheet that has the right uh, spell that I can do, which happens to be a minor action to cure uh, poison as well as uh, cleanse. So, basically, it's Cesar's job. Okay. So you're outside, they're all inside, and you can kind of hear Bert humming in a distance. Okay. Well, maybe they um, found someone to talk to, so he'll... um... He'll go in there and uh, go towards the humming, if he can pin it down and see what's going on. Okay. As you open the door, it seems that uh, Xanatari is trying to lure Bert back into a bag. Um, Carl is on the floor, looking like he's about to fall asleep. Okay. And you look stunning. (laughs) Of course. Um, He'll look down, down at Carl and say, What's up with him? Oh, you're awake enough to answer? Shall I try to take it? Uh, I don't really feel so good. So if uh, one of these people, uh, those pale people, would like to eat me, please tell them I'm not good for them at the moment. <laughs> what's What's wrong with you? And he points at his head and probably just general direction alright since he wasn't able to fix him with his goop orb he'll uh, try to figure out a better sense of what's going on with him and he'll uh, roll a heal check to see if I can sense what his malady is oh by the way one one of your um, engineering insights for this process is you need to make a better container for the um, healing potions if you're going to smash them against someone's head because the cut could have been caused by a shard of the healing globe and could have possibly exacerbated the concussion by <laughs> landing on top of it. Great. But I'm not going to have the rest of the party know that. You mm-hmm. could have compounded okay. the issue. So is that my assessment of what's going on? Well, that or... and he's got a he's got a concussion from um, something when he's getting banged around on the flying platform. Okay. He's still got a dismembered uh, hand attached to his ankle that could be causing some pressure issues. He okay. used a healing surge and nothing happened. Well, it stabilized him. He was dying. Yeah. He's at least now responding. So, okay. go you. Um, I have a a minor action as part of my character. It's called Swift Men- Mender. Um, basically, the effect in the rules terms is the target makes a saving throw. So I don't know if that could apply to any of his statuses, but basically it's a, a little robot that, that goes over and helps him out. So maybe it uh, it's like a, a little patcher upper. And it, like, the hand maybe... is like injecting him or something, right? That would work. Maybe he's got hammers to knock the um, the concussion back into the head. Or something. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you need to in, in, indulge us in, in I was this... I was thinking, my, my thought was more that it was maybe like, um, it would make like little sutures anywhere there was any kind of wound like that. Okay. Like sew them up real quick. Crawl okay. all over him. All right. Hey, Carl. Yep. 
Above or below a 10? Uh, um, above. Okay. You get to roll it. Cool. Okay. Let's see. And that's an 8. Whoops. Okay. But you know what the thing is? It's to scale because I didn't tell you that it was going to be rolling on a, on a D4, so you've <laughs> succeeded. Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say that you're about 80% effective, Cesar, um, Carl. You feel something kind of scampering all over you, trying to do some stuff here and there, maybe whatever, but uh, you do feel a little less banged up. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to blink a little bit, bit more lively now. And crest for the robot thing. And if he actually managed to catch it, he's gonna slightly uh, pet it and say, "Oh, that's that's very nice of you, Mr. Robot." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any precautions against um, a display of affection, Cesar? Um, it probably would just crumble into pieces. <laughs> Oh. You broke it, you meat-handed barbarian monk. Hmm. Sad. And he looks at a piece in his hands and makes a very sad face. Oh. Bird flies into the bag much quicker now. Okay. Um, Bird's still hunting, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you... Do you do you do you close the uh, do you close the bag or do you leave the bag open? No, I close the bag. He doesn't breathe. He has a rock. Okay. My theory is like a small child. If I close his eyes, things don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like a bird. You put a sheet over it and it goes to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um. Minutes after you do that, Zanatari, the humming and buzzing stops. There is a sense of smug satisfaction, what appears to come from the bag, and you have a vision of somewhere a city, a town, or something was just wiped off a map in some <laughs> other reality. <laughs> For just a moment, you see this. Not being responsible for alternate realities. Xenotari just ignores this information. Okay. Um, Cesar, you sense that something has just walked over Xenotari's grave. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see a sign or anything yet, but... Um, yeah, there was a disturbance in the force. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, that's probably all a part in the day and life of Death's Apprentice, but uh, maybe he'll remember to talk to him about that later. Okay. Speaking of that, you are surrounded by death, yet you do not see the wheelbarrows being borne by skeletons in um, the town that you are in. Yeah, you've mentioned that before. Honey before. Mm -hmm. um, it does not appear that one is waiting for uh, Carl. So he must be beyond death's yeah. door, but not yours. Right. Okay. Um, so we're in a barn, right? A barn. Yeah. Um... Well, he'll maybe, now that he knows what's going on in here, he'll maybe go back to sort of scouting around nearby. Not too far. I'm assuming there's a house that goes with the barn, maybe. I don't know if there's any part of it left, but maybe there's... No, this is really about the only intact structure. Hmm. Literally, as um, when you were away, I, I mentioned that you could walk through town in about two minutes and still have a good minute and minute and a half to go, wow, I've gotten really far outside of town either way. It's pretty well banged up and trashed. Okay. Um, the barn itself is secure. Like, it, could you actually 
are there four walls and a door and everything, or is it four four walls, a door? Um, the albino, a couple of the albinos are pulling stuff out of the um, what appears to be a small side room attached to this to the outside of the barn. Things like tarps and or what we would consider tarps, other bits. Okay. Maybe throwing some um, stuff in there. Maybe he'll go over and, and try to interact with them. Okay. Um, you are met with kind of the harried frenzy of a laborer that is trying to make a deadline, but um, you're not uh, repulsed or you know, told to go away, and you are able to make some simple introductions. But okay. you kind of have to walk along with them as they're getting things. Sure. Maybe I'll help them out. Okay. Um, they make it clear that they're trying to form a sanctuary before uh, the dawn comes up. Um, they need to get some people out of the out of the elements, as it were. And you are pointed towards two bodies, or what appear to be bodies, laying on the ground off to the side. And you are asked to drag them into, or carry them into, um, that room where you just, um, they just pulled the last tarp out of. Okay. You can do that. Okay. Um, are you going to try to drag or try to carry, or are you going to do any tests before you randomly grab corpses? Um, he'll probably get them in there first, and, and then go from there. Um, I mean, if he can pick them up, he will. I don't know how heavy they are. Give it a they're, shot. They're quite heavy. Okay. Um, heavier than a standard dead body should be. Mm. Um, but something kind of hazy around your vision is telling you that maybe they're not exactly dead, dead. Okay. Is there maybe a, a check I can do to get some information, bring back to to good old Mephistopheles? That's not the right name for death, but you know what I mean. Yep. Um, the... Both of the bodies are vampires. Okay. They still have the reanimation magic about them, but it appears that something has either sucked out their brain or caused such tremendous shock to even a creature as old or potentially as old as a vampire is that um, they've essentially been knocked unconscious or sort of deal. They're stunned and unable to respond for their own mm-hmm. good or ill. Okay. But you're not attacked or anything, and they don't seem to be playing possum on you. Alright. Well, he'll probably need to drag them, I'm guessing. Okay. He'll try to do so respectfully. We'll just grab their boots and clonk their head along the ground or anything. Very good. Um, do you take the short path, or do you take the long path through the cactus? <laughs> I'll skip both. I'll go through the stinging nettles and, and make my way there. Okay. The short path would be fine. Okay. There, I think there's a sprinkler of holy water that's uh, watering the lawn somewhere <laughs> that you can... Right, next to the garlic patch? Yeah. Yep. Got it. Yep. yep. Uh, okay. You're able to get, eventually, to... Um, into the uh, into the room, you notice that the walls there have been reinforced. Okay. Some extra stone and mortar, and pretty thick, and you don't quite uh, see any gaps. Okay. Like it that they didn't like just do that, right? That's no. Okay. No, this this could be a a storm shelter type thing. Okay. Yeah. But that that'll take you probably a good 20 minutes or so and okay. while you're doing that uh, Sanitari um, Cesar has announced himself announced a few things and then dismissed himself um, what are you doing for that that 20 minutes of? okay well it looks like Bert is secure and Carl's not going to die uh, Sanitari is interested in the possibility of the people around being actual dead, and the fact that she could raise one of them for a limited time to ask questions if they can currently speak. So she's going to be walking around observing the, as you say, albinos, perhaps dead, uh, with the interest of seeing if they can communicate now, 
or if there's an opportunity there to find out. Okay. The albinos are all alive. The dead, the physical dead, do not appear... Hmm? The vampires? The vampires, there's some stuff under some of the rubble and some nooks and crannies here in cellars where things are peeking out at you. Or you think they're peeking out at you because that's the classic Tom and Jerry. Okay. There's a dark alley and there's the weird eyes staring out at you. Um, well, these bodies, though, and the wheelbarrows, etc. Well, the, the, the wheelbarrows are things that only Cesar sees. Oh, I thought I could see them, too. They are. Didn't we examine them, or were those crates at the beginning? We went to the castle, and there was there were crates. Yep, in, in crates in the castle, and there were coffins that and we could see in the coffins, etc. So there's none of that. Just wheelbarrows that only Cesar can see, not boxes the, of dead people. The the castle is gone. The rest of the castle is gone. That had all all those things in it. The wheelbarrows with that are um, pushed along by skeletons are things that only um, Cesar sees because they ferry the uh, whatever back. Yes, they're, yes, they're the uh, ferrymen on the river sticks, essentially. Essentially. Okay, well then, Cesar's going to look really weird. So Zanatari is going to be observing him as he walks back and forth staring at nothing. Oh, no, 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 no. He's, uh, he's actually got two somethings. Those you can see. What can I <laughs> Confusing me so badly. Cesar's watching people moving things in in wheelbarrows that I can't see, and he's not no. going to look. No, funny. no, 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 no. There's no, no wheelbarrows no. around. No wheelbarrows. He's dragging two two somethings across the dirt and the dust into a room. A room. Forget the wheelbarrows. Because he was just talking to people, and they were. He's yeah. helping them. So I thought yeah, those he, were the wheelbarrow was... guys. No. Oh, no, they're, they're the, just some of the albinos in the area. He chatted them up for a little bit. You came out. He's somehow managed to kill two people already and is dra- obviously dragging the evidence off somewhere because the popo is going to show up. Okay, well, there's dead people then, right? That's the point. Okay. Um, all right. Well, as you're dragging, Cesar, Xanatari uh, mm-hmm. wanders over and... I want to examine what's underneath these these things that he's dragging. I want to check them out closer because I don't I don't believe that they're actually dead bodies at first. Okay, um, they are. If you raise an arm, the arm is quite heavy. Okay. Um, there's no pulse. Doesn't seem to be any breathing. Interesting. Um, if you happen to have a pocket mirror or something, um, there's no fog. How long would she judge them to be dead? Like, are they decomposing or just fresh? No. Um, they they look pretty fresh. Uh, you can't really tell if the weathered life for them has been due to farming, and they're somewhere in the 50 to 750-year range of age. But they're not exactly spring chickens. Okay. But recent. Then I want to use one of my encounter powers to resurrect them and ask three questions. One of them. I'm going to choose one. And it will be a temporary resurrection. Not not my full one, but just one that I gained with our last uh, leveling. So okay. whatever one, uh, what's the difference between them? Are they both guys? Are they both the same age? What's the difference? Um, Pick the hotter one. Pick the hotter one? Okay. The one, the one that he's lit on fire trying to hide the evidence because yep. now you've seen it and mom's going to tell and it's going to be a mess. Um, no, no real difference in, in, in age. Uh, both guys. Okay. Whatever one is closer, I'm going to use this encounter power on. Mm, okay. Um, you just, as he's dragging, you're walking along and you just go, hey, you know, hey, bub. Or do you ask Cesar to stop him? want to see what happens. I think it would be hilarious. Like, Xanatari is going to try to use this, which, my mistake, it's a daily, uh, and just see if, the, if this person just gets up while Cesar's carrying him, because she thinks that would be hilarious. 
So I'm going to resurrect him for a temporary time to ask three questions of him while Cesar is carrying him. Okay. Um, there's kind of a, a mottled bluing and purple bruising that uh, suddenly forms across the face and begins to spread along any exposed body that you can see on um, the one that you are trying to raise as if uh, sort of the fresh coat of paint has been wiped off of um, you know kind of a, a beat up house or something like that mm-hmm. and rapidly you start to see what a potential 750 year old person would look like before there is a cracking and snapping sound as the body starts to twitch and flail and split, start to split and crack open from the head all the way down and something starts to kind of rise out of the body. As soon as the head splits, Cesar drops the body and <laughs> steps back like 20 feet. Okay. Um... The clothes, the shirt kind of rips off as the something rises out of the torso of this person. And it's not exactly the whole hooded cloak type deal, but there's something shadowy and kind of bat-like to that is kind of partially covered by this shirt in a very haphazard sort of manner. And you get one of the most epic fuck you looks ever from a shadow before it kind of dissipates into black sooty smoke that vanishes on the wind. Well, that and was you less funny than I thought it would be. Kind of hear a tool drop behind you from the... <laughs> and influencing people. <laughs> Zanatari. Okay. That was... She's gonna just turn really slowly, look at Cesar, and say, that wasn't a person. Uh, no. No. No, it wasn't. Um, that was, uh... That was a vampire. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't believe you're... Your little spell there worked as uh, works as intended on uh, on the undead as it does on just uh, the regular dead. I had some questions. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get them answered. <laughs> no, but in, in in kind of a perverse way, um, she oh. has asked herself one question. She's got two remaining. <laughs> Okay, that's informational. So, yes, these are vampires, and now they are undead, undead. Good to know. We've got confirmation. And she raises her fist as though it's some kind of victory. Um, by the way, Bert kind of chimes in and is sort of like the mother cat that has just taught the kitten how to hunt, and is the kitten has brought back its first whatever it is, to drop at the feet of the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, you get this much more smug satisfaction of, there, that's how you do it. Can I get out of the bag now? <laughs> uh-huh. No. Janitary kind of steps back and starts examining Carl's hair really closely. So you go back to the barn? Yes. Okay. Um, Carl, there's some time where you're alone. There's some time when you're not alone. There's some time when Xanatari is there. Uh, so just before uh, Xanatari comes back, he'll stagger out of the barn, have a look around, uh, tries to walk towards the direction that he um, presumes um, Cesar and Xanatari are. And suddenly falls uh, down and almost uh, does a somersault. 
and then looks down at his leg and says, oh, you, and tries to pluck his hand out of, uh, from his leg. I'm sorry, explain that one, because even I went, he did a somersault, <laughs> and then he's got his hand in his leg. What? Oh, he saw the no, undead the, thing grabbing undead. his ankle. Yeah, the hand oh. stuck ankle, on his Yeah, leg. he just stumbled over the... Because he totally forgot or wasn't aware that there's something attached to his uh, ankle. Hmm? So he fell over it, and now he'll uh, plug it off of his leg. Okay. Um, while you're doing that, you happen to see down, there's not really called a street anymore, but you see for the side of one of the buildings, you see um, someone trying to apply a bandage to um, a younger, looks to be a girl. Not exactly, you know, straight child, not quite teen, but something like that, that line, but um, there is someone trying to help out one of the albinos. Okay, so if the severed hand doesn't offer too much resistance, he'll um, just take it with him and walk over there. Okay. Um, you'll notice that as you take the hand off a little bit after, the pressure point pain goes away. Oh. So you're, you, you feel a little bit better. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Um, it is someone that has been pretty pretty banged up in one of the buildings falling to pieces. But um, she is getting some medical attention. And the person that's applying it uh, does not appear to be either albino or taking much notice of you at this point in time. So, Carl's going to clear throat and say, uh, hello, I'm Carl. Uh, would you like me to lend a hand? Yeah, lend you a hand. And looks at him, oh, you. <laughs> uh, that wasn't very polite of me, I think. The, um, the fellow kind of looks up at you, looks, kind of looks you kind of up and down. Accepts the joke for whatever it is with a faint kind of even more straightening of the smirk and um, asks you to please assist by helping with knots. <laughs> There's some various uh, bandages and things that need to be okay. put in place. So, Carl... Um... If he saw a sanitary walking toward him uh, just before he entered the, I don't know, was it a building or he just entered or is the girl uh, out on the street? She's out on the street. Okay. So if he by now sees sanitary, uh, he's gonna wave her over, and then kneels down to, um, yeah, put a finger on a knot so the, the other fellow can tie it. <laughs> Okay. Cesar, your last round for the evening. Um, well, I guess there's one more. There's one remaining vampire to move. Mm -hmm. So he'll um, go over to that, keeping a pointed eye on Xanatari the whole time. <laughs> before he will smile awkwardly. Before he bends down, he, he does the whole point two eye, two fingers at his eyes and then point at her a couple times without mm -hmm. a word, and then begin lugging the non-corpse into the room. Okay. Sanitari, at some point in time, you, you need to inquire or figure out why Cesar is so buddy-buddy uh, so with the undead at weird and awkward times like this. I, I You know, you can't really question what he does in a bedroom, but um, he's kind of sure can. kind of kind of kind of bringing it out a little little too public for most heroic parties to. Well, anytime says it just something altruistic and kind, like carry the uh, dead to their last resting place. Sanitar's going to question that, but a little bit too occupied with Carl right now. Okay. Uh, what do you want to do for your last action? 
Well, Carl called me over, so I'm going to go over there and try to figure out what he's doing and just kind of watch him <laughs> holding his finger down while someone makes a knot. Okay. The figure who is applying the bandages does not turn to look at you, but you just simply hear very kind of flatly stated, that was my friend. And take us out. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathday4dishonor.com. Listen to us on iTunes at deathday4. Find us on Twitter, again, at deathday4. Uh, please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast, because there will be an episode coming out next week with Dark Tonic. Uh, otherwise, we will hopefully be back here next weekend on Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash genesee if you'd like to watch us in person. Um, but most of you are probably on iTunes, so hopefully, cross our fingers, next week we will be here. So come hang out. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Yay! Bye. Bye.